overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Well, of all the smooth intros, we're back. <laughs> hey, Laura. Hey, <laughs> Um, we have taken a one-year hiatus from the podcast. Who's counting? That's right. But we're back. Embarrassment of Riches is back. And, and um, who better to start with, to go back, um, Annie Mooney is here with us today. Hello, Annie. Hi. One of my favorites. That's right. And um, Laura and I decided that it was a really good idea to, after taking a year break, come in here blind with no questions. <laughs> You, you, you included me in that, as if I did not walk into this room and say, where are the questions, Jess? I was like, no, we got this. We're like old pros. Yeah, after all 12 of the other ones. All 12 we've of the other it. episodes. We're really, we're, we're good at this. No, but I, I honestly did feel like um, if we had Annie in here, we would just have fun and we didn't need questions. Who needs any stinking questions? So... <laughs> I'm a pretty big talker. Yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've, we've already have you laughing, so I feel like that's already a win. This is my MO with you guys. You guys keep me laughing, and I told Pat that this podcast would feel really comfortable if I just sat here and laughed. Like, maybe I'll need a third host to just Like, you're the your hype man that makes us feel yes, funnier than we yes, are? Yes, yes. Isn't that a thing? Like... Oh, I I, I, can, I, can, I can list off several friends that I like just to have with me just to laugh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like I could bring that to the podcast this semester. You totally could. We may invite you back. Bring it to my life. The so. biggest problem is that I have a silent laugh. Right, so. but we already said we'd solve that by I'll say, if whenever Annie laughs during this interview, I will say parentheses, Annie laughs. Right. You're like, so you, Je- you're you like just Jess hear, that way. You just hear the sucking at the end where I go. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's really good. You're like Jess. Jess has a very silent laugh. Yeah, as well. just like that. <laughs> I actually didn't realize I laughed like that until this podcast, and I didn't realize that until I think Pat Mooney told Annie me. Annie laughs. Annie is laughing. Here the second. <laughs> there, oh, there it goes. That's right. That's the one. Well, um, I first met Annie um, in the hallways of Mohawk Elementary School when um, her neighbor Jackie Barassa tried to introduce us, and I said, "Oh yes, aren't you the girl whose whose moving truck went on fire?" Huh. Way, way to just rip that band-aid right off and remind her of that You exuded empathy. Yeah, I at did. that moment. Yeah, aren't you the girl? You're my people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we do have kids at the same school. Yes. So tell us how y'all ended up at Wait, Dallas. do I get to say how I first met Amy? Oh sure, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is we're free will and anything goes tonight. I met Annie um, when a friend of mine who was in her life group invited us to your house. Y'all were having, your kids were swimming. It was summertime. And I thought um, we were thinking about joining a life group. I did not want to. <laughs> My husband was saying that we should. And I was saying we should not ever again. And then I met your life group our life group and I was like okay I'll give this a chance and it was that was a god thing it was a god thing I think I told y'all some inappropriate story and you laughed and I was like okay (laughs) I can do this (laughs) it was either me or my pool right well I was like this is a really nice backyard (laughs) like I try to structure friendships around who I can use so that checked a couple boxes Jess also has a pool if you'll notice that's true that's right Well, you have a lake house. Yeah, I mean, I'm or a parents' lake house, which is good enough for me. Mutual, mutual <laughs> using. Yeah, is how 
is a strong foundation. That's what Kyle, Kyle always says. We need friends with a lake house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. So, Annie, tell us how you ended up at Dallas Bible. So, we moved here in 2015 from San Antonio. My husband has a company here, and so we moved here in June, and you were correct. We did have a fire in our moving van on the way here on I-35, and so we got here, and then hours later found out that most of our worldly possessions <laughs> were either burned up or smoke damaged or on the side of I-35. So it's kind of a rough entry to Dallas. <laughs> but we it was like um, an, an exclamation point, right? Yeah, We're here. I mean, I've literally seen video of you like walking around with your phone looking at like Elise's childhood dollhouse that's just melted flat. Yes. Yeah, and and like not so silently crying in the video. <laughs> I wasn't gonna mention that. People <laughs> are so you so you laugh silently but cry audibly. audibly. Yes. Okay. I I can wail when needed. No, I we yeah we <clears throat> had to drive down to the scene and take video. We thought oh. like we would need video to prove to insurance or I you know I don't know. People were telling us to do things, so we we did them and. I tried not to cry too loudly in the background. <laughs> I, it I was, actually it was a rough entry, but the way we ended up at Dallas Bible was pretty cool. We had friends that lived in the neighborhood, and they said, you're going to need to stay up till midnight one night and sign your kids up for camp in the city, Pine Cove Camp in the City at Dallas Bible Church, and here's the link, and here's the night. And I was like, do I really need to stay up till? Yes, yes, you do. So y'all know how that went. But anyway, my kid, so we, we got here and we had nothing and we were sleeping on like the floor of our townhome and I, so my kids stayed with my mom for a week and we tried to like buy mattresses and borrow furniture and all that stuff. And the next week they were signed up for Dallas Bible Camp. So it was, or Dallas Bible Camp in the city. And so, um, I took them I mean I had to go buy lunch boxes and clothes to choose that morning at Target and then I took them to Dallas Bible for a camp in the city and as I was leaving the church I hear somebody say Annie Loisel and I am confused because that's my maiden name and I look around and it's Aaron Armstrong who was walking into his like second week on the job at Dallas oh, wow. Bible and he was like, what are you doing here? And I'd known Aaron, were about the same age and went to A&M at the same time, but I knew him because his older brother was my high school youth pastor and um, was an important person in my life. And so I had like gone to his home in Houston to help do a VBS. And like when I was like, you know, I don't know, a senior or something. And so I'd met Aaron and we knew each other at A&M. Um, a little bit and I hadn't talked to him in 20 years so leaving Dallas Bible that first day I ran into Aaron I was like tell me what what are, you know are, do you have kids that are coming and he was like no I actually just got a job here and I was like no way what do you do and he said well and he chuckled he was like I'm actually the lead the new head pastor <laughs> and I had one of those moments like when you see college friends you're like Oh, we're still 20. You're not a right. grown-up Maybe yet. we're 24-ish, you know, maybe a few years past. But, like, so in that context, talking to this old college friend, I was like, shut up. No way, you know. <laughs> and so I got home and I told my husband, I was like, I, I probably offended him because I was like, no way you're the head pastor. <laughs> but it was only because I just felt like we were too young. So that's that was my first encounter at Dallas Bible, and we ended up, you know, visiting some churches that summer but we landed there pretty quickly in that fall of 2015 and um yeah so we're going on four years now that's great well we don't we don't frequently like to reveal how the sausage is made here but <laughs> but this is but, going i'm just as interested well, as you but but, but um annie, annie is in a bible study with us this summer and um so we were we have just been talking about or we're doing breaking mm -hmm. free um with beth beth moore and we've just been talking about um 
freedom. And uh, one of the things that I love about you is I love, I, I, if you've never had Annie Mooney pray for you, you are missing out. It, it, it is, it is I, I cannot describe it. It's, it's, fresh. it's special. It's mm -hmm. special. And um, so um, the very last thing I ever, ever, ever wanted to do, like you wanting to do this Bible study, Laura, mm -hmm. is... Um, I got peer pressured. <laughs> uh, is, is to do freedom prayer. I for sure did not want to do that. Um, but I did, and I'm so glad that I did. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here tonight because I want you to kind of tell our listeners and their legion... Um, <laughs> uh, I want you to tell our listeners why that ministry is so important to you and tell them a little bit about the ministry because I think so many people would benefit from that. Even people that are walking around going, I don't, I don't even know that I need that. Um, mm. You do, P.S. <laughs> you definitely do. Oh, wow. Well, I'm a laugher and I'm a crier. So, um, you know, freedom prayer is something that I experienced, um, gosh, six or seven years ago, um, when I was pregnant with my third child and I was being discipled by a woman who I really admired and I tease her that she like has half of the Old Testament memorized and she's just a solid lady in the faith and I um, admired and respected her so much and um, you know as we shared our lives together she asked me some what I thought were kind of strange questions she asked me a couple times you know have you asked the Lord why that is have you um, have you ever asked God what he would want you to think about that? And those were such different questions to me. Um, I know each time I sort of like paused and I wanted to say what I thought about the thing, but I could tell she was specifically asking what the Lord had said about it. And it dawned on me in those moments that actually hadn't asked him and I hadn't expected to hear anything if I had. And so... I hadn't waited to listen mm -hmm. and so we you know we met together and one day she just said you know a few of us like to to pray with people we we would love to pray with you if you want to ask the Lord about that if you want to ask him why you feel those things and I at the time I had you know <clears throat> I don't know I was probably in my third or fourth bout of depression um, on I'd been on meds. There's some situational things. My dad had died when I was, um, re, you know, newly married and fresh out of college. And there was a few situational things that had happened. Postpartum depression had come on pretty hard with my second, after my second child was born. And so I, um, I think in the context of that and also the fact that I, cried every time we got together. I think she had <laughs> That this, was a tip off. That might have been what tipped her off to the fact that maybe there were some things that um that would benefit from from seeking the Lord about. And so anyway, she I, I really didn't know. I mean I was like sure, like I would love to pray with people. And so it was just a really casual thing where she said, Well i this lady Jen um, likes to pray with people and I'll be there too and so we set something up and like I said by the time we worked it out I was um, I don't know halfway through my pregnancy with Larkin and so we met and um, I remember I got in the room and I looked at their faces and I had, I had arranged for a babysitter for my kids and, and, the, and one of the other ladies and I saw them sitting there in that ch those chairs looking at me and telling me they were going to give me two hours of their day and I just began weeping and she said why are you crying and I said well I I'm just I'm just so grateful you're here I'm saying all these like niceties like these like 
sorority rush sorts of things that people say like oh I'm just so touched that you guys would take this time and she said why does that touch you so deeply and I was like what kind of question is that but I responded you know I was like well I'm just I don't can't you just say I'm you're so, welcome yes I, I feel so unworthy of your time and this is really and she said let's ask the Lord why you feel unworthy and mm. I was like oh you didn't you <laughs> you're just um, and it quickly became kind of like that point in the massage where the therapist like puts their thumb right on the spot of pain. What we call is a monkey fist. Yes. Mm. And all <laughs> right this, on the monkey fist. Yes. All of a sudden their elbow is in the source of all pain in your body. And so she's asking me these questions and she's suggesting that I ask the Lord why I feel unworthy of her time and um, anyway that was the beginning of my first prayer time and I ugly cried and I asked the Lord questions I'd never asked him and he showed me things that I'd never seen or understood before and how deeply they had shaped me because of how I mean some of it's just because if the enemy lies to you when you're young, then you have a whole lifetime to build on that lie, and you don't know any better, and so you're kind of a, a good, easy target. And so, you know, those are usually the lies that people address in Freedom Prayer Times, are those ones that are really embedded deep down, deep. And so, anyway, my first prayer time was really... Um, life-changing, life-giving. I remember, and this isn't true for everyone, Every, you know, the more I've seen this, everybody's experience is different. So this is a difficult thing to describe to people that haven't done it before, and we don't make guarantees about what people will experience or feel. But for me, the first time I did it, I felt like I was walking on clouds for a few weeks after. And I, I just remember feeling a joy that I had not felt um, in such a long time. And the Lord gave me some specific answers to questions, um, you know, via pictures that were just really profoundly healing for me. And so, um, anyway, I emailed her a few weeks or months later and I said I have to be a part of this like I don't care if I clean your toilets or watch mm -hmm. your kids while you do this like I literally said that and she wrote me back and she said no you don't have to clean my toilets <laughs> but um but we you know when you're ready we would love for you to be a part of this and so my husband quick pretty quickly Pat wanted to check it out um he had been challenged to do so, and, you know, he went and he laughs because he left. I, you know, I'm the one that ugly cried and used up a box of tissue. He went and didn't shed a tear, and I think he was told later by some of the guys that prayed for him that they didn't know if anything even resonated <laughs> with him, like if it even was a blip on his radar. Um... But he had struggled with some things habitually and really also received a lot of healing in his prayer time. And I think um, I think there was some concern in us that, like, is this weird? Is this, like, voodoo, weird, you know, new age? Like, what is this? And he came home and he, he was like, that just seems like, the most biblical thing I've mm -hmm. done in a long time, like that w I confess sin and I forgave people and I asked the Lord if things were true. And so anyway, by that point, we were both just sort of, we, we had drunk the Kool-Aid mm -hmm. and um, eventually we like received some training and um, he found out that we needed to his business partner wanted us to move to Dallas and um, he came home one day and just was like, you know, it really is time. The company, you know, basically is turning a profit. We need to move to Dallas. And um, 
I, I was so heartbroken because I felt like I had found the thing that I was supposed to do in the kingdom of God. I felt like I had found the, 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 the part that I felt like was, was missing um, in a lot of my church experience where it felt like I had been involved in all these wonderful Bible studies where I learned so much and awesome small groups where I had really formed deep, deep friendships and I'd, I'd been in mentorship relationships that were awesome and healthy, but there hadn't been much space or time where I felt like the things that were deeply rooted in my life and affecting so many things, um, there, there wasn't a place to share that. You know, you can't, you can't share your deepest heart when you share your two-minute prayer requests at the end of Bible study. And and that's not a knock-on Bible study. That's just not the right or appropriate right. thing so to do Right, so the that. appropriate thing for that is traveling mercies for your grandmother. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. The unspoken, right. The unspoken right. prayer requests. And, 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 yeah, unspoken prayer and traveling mercies for your grandmother. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And, I mean, truly, I feel like I've hit the jackpot in friends in my life. And so I had really awesome community. I had really great um, t- teaching, but there's just this thing that I, and, and I know that part of that is just because that's what the Lord had for me to do. So I had this like, you know, passion for that, but um, I, you know, there was just all, there, there was this sense of like, this is what I've been looking for. This is what so anyway, so I told Pat, I was just heartbroken that we needed to move because of this ministry. Like, I, I mean, forget, forget, I mean, the friendships and we built a life in San Antonio. We'd been there 13 years. It was home and we loved it. And, and all of that was beautiful. But there was just a sense of me that was like, no, not, I don't want to lose this freedom I've gained. And I don't want to miss seeing this happen for other people. And Pat came to me like, I don't know, I don't know if it was three days or two weeks later, but he was like, I told Dave, my his partner, like, we're going to take another year and we're going to stay here and we're going to learn this. And, and maybe, maybe God would use us sometime in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and maybe we could, maybe if we do a little more training, we could, we could take it with us. And I don't think Take I've ever... Take this show on the road. I know. I don't think I've ever loved a man more. And, you know, even at that, simultaneously, I'm thinking, well, there's... I can't. There's... I, I'm, like, just the girl in the room that takes notes and, like, you know, I felt... I felt too small and, like, that was way too big of a dream. But I loved him for telling me that... He, that that was worth it to him and to to our family and even like forfeit whatever the company needed to to do that and so um anyway that was that was a little bit of an answer to your question well it's it's so funny like your description of your free first freedom prayer experience was very similar to mine (laughs) (laughs) i was all set to bail <laughs> all set to be all only did it I guess because Laura and Annie kept saying I should probably because of the frequent crying <laughs> whenever and because we, we love you yeah. and because we believe in yeah that. but the, the, the frequent the frequent crying and conversations felt like maybe there's something maybe there's something there but yeah. I I'm pretty Let's sure pull this thread a little <laughs> yes I'm pretty sure when Annie met me at the door I I immediately burst into tears <laughs> Um, and I, I don't know if it was like, I was like, I'm so grateful for your time. I'm pretty sure that's not what I said, but more like, I don't want to be here and I only came because it's y'all. Why did y'all make me do this? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it, I, I mean, I, it was, it was so incredible and it is really neat. Um, I think what was so powerful about it is I think that sometimes, um, when we pray, we don't pray with expectance. Mm. Um, we don't pray with the idea that God is actually going to answer us. Mm-hmm. And 
Annie doesn't make guarantees, but I do. <laughs> no, I, I'm teasing. I won't make you a guarantee. But I, I, I feel like your experience is, was similar to mine of just like I, I really do feel like God was so very obviously present. Mm-hmm. And, and it was life-changing for me to the point where I'm like I'm, I had been in therapy for six months and was like, I think I can quit therapy. I, I think I'm done. <laughs> well, we don't encourage that. <laughs> no, I know. And I didn't need to. Um, but, uh, you know, and I, I think results can vary. Results I, can vary. I, <laughs> we are not making any freedom prayer guarantees that's, here. That's like with the charcoal toothpaste. Results can vary. <laughs> and I think sometimes... It's okay to need to go again and yes. like oh, so gosh. important that stuff can like come back times, up. Of course, you yeah. know. I and the second time I went, honestly, I went home and I was like, I don't think anything happened there. That didn't feel that great, honestly, and I didn't like it. And um, it took a while, but the Lord tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Do you see the fruit now?" Mm. A few months later, and so you know, I, I often leave prayer times kind of like Pat's <laughs> people did where they're like, I don't know if anything just happened there. Um, but we, you know, we do have the promise that when we are in the Lord's presence, <laughs> he, ch- he changes us in profound ways and, and, and that a lot of the growth that he does in our life, he compares it to like seeds and plants and those things take time to like come up out of the dirt of our lives and and blossom or bear fruit or even show like a sprig of green so there's this there's this hope that we have and there's a faith that builds as I see the Lord meet with people and speak things over them that they desperately need to hear that maybe you or I could just say to them but it doesn't resonate it doesn't land the same way that the that that the word of God spoken to them um, does. It's almost like he breathes life into existence and he speaks <laughs> almost things like into existence that aren't so. And so yeah, I um yeah, results vary for sure. <laughs> They're still not scary. <laughs> um and your experience of I mean, you know, I mostly I just think we have to create space whether it's freedom prayer or really great friendship or or but but we have to create space to like really know one another and mm. and really care deeply enough to to press those hurting things in one another and 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 to ask the Lord questions that we don't know the answer to and um and that our friends don't know the answer to but like that that it's just you know when people ask what it is it's it really is just prayer but it's it's expectant prayer like you said and um he's promised that when that he's there with us in a really special way when we meet in these small groups and so there's always two people at least praying for you sometimes three you're um we love it when people say hey could i bring my life group leader or my accountability partner or my best friend um that's the best because then you or, or my spouse um if that's a person you can be really honest in front of and so we love it when people bring other people in that they're walking and doing life with and um but that's kind of what it looks like it looks like a couple hours with a couple people who have been praying for you and who expect that the Lord wants to set you free and speak to you. Um, I'm hoping that Cindy Helmuth listens to this podcast um, because I, one of the things that was so cool for me, and I, I, I know I told you, but I'm, I don't know if I told you about this, but the, the presence of God I felt so strongly in the room when we were praying I, but God sometimes likes to show off 
and um and he just likes to put exclamation points and they're not always like and your you know your truck will burn down <laughs> not, not, not like that kind of exclamation not just smiting pretty you sure know? that wasn't him <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I know. Like, yeah, right. but you know what i'm saying i just i use that analogy like an exclamation yes. point i don't want to yes yeah, not just the smiting kind of things but but um an exclamate an exclamate exclamation point on the end of things um after, I don't know, probably after I had gone through Freedom Prayer, maybe a few days later, Cindy Helmuth called me. And Cindy was supposed to be on my prayer team, but for whatever reason, wasn't able to come that night. But she had been praying for me that whole week in preparation for that mm -hmm. night. And she called me because she had a dream and she, like, she... She felt like God was impressing upon her to share that dream with me. And the dream was some kind of crazy thing. I'm hoping Cindy's listening to this, not just because like, wow, that really encouraged me, um, which maybe I was like so flabbergasted when she was telling me the story that I didn't get those words out, but also because I want her to retell me the story. I want her to retell <laughs> me the dream if she remembers it. I have her number. Okay. Just yeah, I might just call her. Yeah, we don't have to like trickle down. Like, yeah. If you're listening I mean, to this and you see Cindy Helmuth, tell her when she sees me to tell me that story again. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying we can communicate in various sure. ways. There That's are direct true. ways That's and there true. are indirect ways. Yeah. But anyways. One way can be through a microphone. Sure. Right. Um, we'll see what happens, Cindy. Um, so... Anyway, Cindy calls me and she starts sharing this dream with me. And it it was something really crazy, like her driving through Nebraska and there's all these cornfields and there's a fire and there's flood. As dreams tend to be. As dreams tend to be. And she says to me, I don't know what that means, but I felt like God was telling me to tell you this, to tell you this dream. And um, at the time... I need to go back through the notes. At the time, I said, well, I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and and I shared with her the scripture that y'all had shared with me the, the couple of days before and some some themes and, and some like very direct phrases that I had used during that prayer time that... Um, it, it it was just incredible. It was it, it was just incredible because it, it it was I think when after we left I told you how I mean I could count on on one hand how many times I felt the presence of God so very real in my life and that was one of them and then for him to bring me that gift afterwards to go hey just in case you were thinking maybe you just got swept up in the emotion here you go baby. Like, nope, real, real. Gave you an exclamation point. An exclamation point, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think a, a lot of people um, come in kind of just wondering what it's going to be like and come in with a lot of nerves and questions. And um, I don't think everybody leaves with all of their questions answered, but I think they leave Because results vary. Results do vary. <laughs> but I think the result that does not vary is that God's there and and I know that it's not that freedom prayer is not Annie and it's not Pat mm -mm. but I have never been more convinced of spiritual gifts than I am when I get to witness Annie leading a prayer time amen and well. I mean it's it is really cool to see how you really wait to hear from God like one thing that I started including in my personal prayers and always before prayer time is <clears throat> that you pray um, for God to bind your flesh so that it's just Him. And um, I mean, I think He's using you like crazy. And um, and and you know, people do they like you guys both you showing up and saying thank you so much for praying with me. Like it's such a privilege. To pray it really for is. people. It's such an I honor. Mean, it is, it's like, I I never know what to say if somebody says thank you. Because it's like, thank, 
Thank you. Well, yeah. and that's you know, yeah, I was no, saying thank I, you. I was saying our experience and it just our, gets awkward. Our experience in Freedom Prayer after the first time was very similar. The other thing that I said to Annie, other than like, I feel like God really showed up, I said, Hey, I wanna do that. Can I do that? Because I wanna experience that again and again. Mm-hmm. I wanna sit in the room when God shows up. Mm-hmm. So if if we're gonna do this, I wanna do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it is it's in like it, to me, I'm I'm sh- I'm just so grateful that you and Pat are sharing this with our church because the impact of I I think that's just the, the exponential impact of so many people getting drawn into prayer like that 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 God affects change through our prayer. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's it, it's really cool, and I just feel like there like there's revival in that. Mm-hmm. Um, the and. That's, I don't know. It's it's real to me. It was a really incredible experience, and I'm I'm really grateful for it. One of the things that we've talked about frequently in this podcast is um, one of the things that we love about Dallas Bible is mm-hmm. the, the opportunity to bring your ministry. Mm-hmm. And so, like Laura and I, I love podcasts, and like just having the freedom to do this for the church right. that they're like sure go for it that sounds great you know isn't that incredible yes and isn't yes. that like the generous way of our god mm-hmm. yes to to say to to honor the people in the body and to honor what the bible would say the the parts of the body the members of the body that have a gift you know that have a thing that that they're supposed to do in the kingdom and no, I love that. I love that. Um, I, I, I'm still baffled that we're doing this here. Like this is every time you guys ask, you know, what are your big ask prayers? I'm. This was my big ask prayer. Like mm-hmm. this, and I didn't think this was plausible in ten years or twenty years. Like I just didn't think. But, you know, that's what God always says to the little cowards he picks up, right? (laughs) Is like, this isn't about you. This isn't about what you're capable of. This is all about me. And I love that the leadership in the church, I mean, the elders and the staff have so supported us and we're, we're, we're baffled by it. And we're so grateful for, for, leadership that says yes mm-hmm. to, to what people are called to do mm-hmm. um, that don't hold control over I, I, I think that obviously they shepherd and protect and, sure. and guide and provide vision and all those things really well but I it really is an incredible um, it's incredible soil mm-hmm. to kind of flourish in right to, to feel like Wow, they, they're they're willing to to say yes to us. Yes, and right. <laughs> well, they say. I mean, it, you know, worship, grow, serve, go. They say go. I think they say yeah. go. Yeah. Well, go do your ministry. Look at you. It's like you're like the mission statement. I mean, I want to keep memorized. the podcast. It should shut us down if we don't. No, I was going over it in my brain, making sure I had it right before yeah. I said. Well, it I was actually thinking when Annie said that that like. Does I wonder if they actually listen to this because sometimes I feel like they oh no I really doubt down. that <laughs> <laughs> I think Kristen probably does just to make sure we don't get too inappropriate oh but think of all the incredible women oh man that have been highlighted through this ministry I mean there what did you say there's been twelve episodes there might be more than that but I, I can't I remember we were there, there, we're no, just throwing I, numbers out okay you're throwing numbers out but. That's incredible to feel like I've heard, uh, obviously not the full story, but just to hear the story of these women that you've interviewed. I know that y'all, there's so many more to pick from, but just, it's incredible. It feels, I, I love seeing one of the women that you've interviewed on the show that I don't know well outside of just hearing their story. Um, seeing them at church, I have this sense of like, Oh, I know what God did in her. Mm-hmm. It's so it's it's incredible. That's a really beautiful gift that you're giving our church. 
Well, it's been it's been really fun for us. So fun that we felt like we had to like, whoa, whoa, we gotta we gotta take a break. <laughs> we were like, we don't want to take all the glory from God. We want to make sure that we really let that marinate. Well, yeah. So, you know, yeah, rest, but we're going back in hard now. <laughs> well, rest is a thing. Yes, it is. It's a thing, and so hey, y'all took a little sabbatical. I think we planned on taking like a six week sabbatical that turned yeah. into a. I was like, man, I gotta get through. I was like, man, I gotta get through September. That's what I said. <laughs> and, and here we are. And here in we June. are in June. Yes, that was like the tech. The last text but I was also, like, just get like, me through September. You moved. Yes. You moved. You had a big year. Yeah. Wait. Well, I was just thinking in the vein of a freedom prayer. How do you guys talk to your kids about? what you're doing there? Hmm. Um, well, <laughs> Larkin is six, so... Yeah, so know. how are you really explaining <laughs> it and elaborating on freedom prayer? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's been neat. You know, my oldest is 13, and so... Um, he's asked me about it a little bit just because a few people that... You, you, we... we Things are kept confidential, right. so I don't go home and share around the dinner table about the prayer times. Um, Why not? That'd be really good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I you know Cameron um, Cameron talked about it with you know and that's his youth pastor and then oh in church Cameron mm-hmm. yeah that's and right. so um, you know we. A lot of the things that we do in prayer times, we try to live out, obviously, during the week, too. So, um, I'm, I'm really good at confessing my sin to my children. <laughs> um, I'm exceptional at that. Um, I get a lot of opportunities. Right, right. Um, we, you know, we tell our kids often, I don't know how much it lands, that you know, we want to keep things in the light as a family. That's a lot of what prayer time is, is keeping, putting things in the light and keeping them in the light or asking the Lord to shine light on things that have been hidden or tucked away. But I mean, we got to get out from under that shelter. Beth Moore says, yes, that's right. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, I mean, we tell people, we tell our kids that we pray with people and that, um, that this is what God has given us to do in the body and you know we ha- feel that tension as I'm sure any but he does of like <clears throat> we want to um sometimes you know just the other day one of them said gosh you have another meeting at church and so asking the Lord <laughs> are we are we doing too much do we need to pull back at you know, you said this earlier, but we have an incredible team of people. That is certainly not the Annie and Pat show. We, I don't go to every prayer time at by any stretch. We have, but you should request her. <laughs> no, we, no, we have such a gifted team, and we have so. You know, as we as we go, that's been a really cool thing. Is that I'm, you know, a lot of times I'm I'm scheduling. I'm doing the back end part of that, but. Um, anyway, where am I going with that? I'm saying that we have an incredible team. The, the way we talk to our kids about it is just that this, this is, you know, this great privilege that we have to pray with hurting people and to listen to them. And so, um, my kids are, you know, older, so they're able to start kind of being on their own a little bit or babysitting and, um, Pat and I are rarely both at a prayer time on the same night. So we try and schedule it that way so that, I don't know if that's what you were asking. Yeah. And you were saying that one of them said, um, y'all are, man, another thing at church and right. you were just trying to encourage them that. Yeah. So great, we're walking that thing. through that tension of like, I, I want, I, I certainly don't want our kids to feel like we're always at church Mm -hmm. and with other people and not with them however I don't think that is the case and we want to we want them to know that you know the work of God is valuable we have a short 
time on this earth and, and they are incredibly valuable to us, but we have to do the things that the Lord's given us to do. And so anyway, that's, you know, that's a tension whether you're a working parent or, or whether mm -hmm. you choose to sign up for a softball league and you can't make your daughter's volleyball game that mm -hmm. night because you're playing softball. I mean, that's always the tension, right? You want your children to know that they're deeply loved and highly valued and also that they're not the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. and that um, I think that you should shame them. <laughs> Do you think you're more important than God? Right. That, I feel like, would, is that, is that, would drive it home. <laughs> right. So that I think I derailed that question, but that is the full answer to the things you didn't ask. But well, it's um, it's been really cool to watch, and um, I love that your story and your past um is part of it. Is yeah, I think, and and that um, it just shows so clearly. Your heart shows so clearly. Um, yeah, I resisted coming on the podcast for a while because I shared my Annie story. Annie was maybe one of the first invited guests. The first. Yeah. <laughs> she was the first. And, and, I, and, I, and I believe she tried to leave before we started this one tonight. Yeah. There was some mock, some mock time uh, leaving. You yeah. know, I... Was it mock? I don't know. I which, <laughs> To our podcast listeners, which one of the hosts do you think pressured Annie more to stay the course of her commitment? Okay, so here's Clearly the thing. Uh -huh. I probably love talking about myself, but I often feel very not boring true. and uninteresting. Also not but true. But I... Um, lies, Annie. I know, lies. But I, you know, I I want to share what the Lord has said. What I was saying is that I shared my testimony at Tea and Testimony a few years ago and felt like, you know, I, you know, I, I, I mentioned earlier that I struggled with depression. I, I was suicidal at one point I I mean I didn't just dabble in it you know I really you didn't you weren't like gee I feel blue I'm sad it, it was it was more than that right yeah right 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 it was on medication for years and thank God that was truly his grace to me to help me get through some of those darkest seasons um, but he had more for me you know he had more than just coping he had more than just it was um, for freedom that he set you free it's mm -hmm. almost like that it is it's i believe like that's that. from micah chapter six yeah let's relive that that was a shining moment in my life thank you that's what she's here for folks to point out your worst moments oh. no but you know so what i love in prayer times is that people don't usually just I mean, God doesn't, he's taking care of our baggage. He has, re he's redeemed us. Like he doesn't even see us that way anymore, but he sets us free so that we're not all hung up by it. But he also has things for us to do, things that he's prepared in advance for us. And I feel like this is often a place where he really speaks destiny over people or gifting or calls that which is not into being you know he calls Gideon when he when he appears to Gideon and Gideon encounters God in the middle of all his cynicism and all his doubt and all his fear God calls him mighty warrior like that we just talked about that tonight so it's fresh on my mind but the least likely that's mm. so incredible right and so God gives us these names that we have to grow into and become but they're but they're incredible. So uh, what I love and want and hope for the body is, is not just like Isaiah 61. Like it's not just the healing of the ashes or the healing of the broken th down things. It's the rebuilding. It's the new. It's the joy. It's the, he's calling us into something better and on to newer things and into our gifts and into the kingdom life and so that to me is sort of another beautiful thing about 
doing this ministry. I have the privilege of hearing people in their darkest pain, but I also have the privilege of hearing what the Lord speaks to them, their new name or their, um, their gifts or the picture that he shows them of themselves that they can hardly believe. And so that, that fires me up. That becomes mm. like what you were saying, sort of this thing you want to be a part of. It's mm. not a drag for me to serve Mm-hmm. on this team it's it's um, such a joy and such a privilege and well I, I think um, one of the things like you 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 keep you talked about with um, freedom prayer like these pictures that God gives you mm-hmm. and um, one of the things that Laura and Annie both know about me is that uh, and you probably don't I like to keep things really at a very serious level all the time. <laughs> I don't like to joke, like n- not at all. Um, no, I I do I will do anything to avoid pain. I like I I I, I just want to laugh. Like I I I don't want to wallow in self pity. Mm-hmm. I have blessedly not struggled with depression, but probably mostly because I just ignore my feelings. <laughs> you want to talk about hair and makeup in other people's business. That's right. Hair clothes. It's hair clothes oh, okay. in other people's business. But yes, I, I like to talk about hair clothes in other people's business. Um, that I literally used to say that when I was 20 years old. Uh, that's that is so funny to me now knowing like Enneagram stuff that like I'm a seven and I'm like, uh, of course I am. Of course I am. I always was. Like, but um, one of the things I think I, I talked to Laura and Annie about probably before I went to Freedom Prayer and that we talked about during Freedom Prayer was just some of the stuff that I have struggled with with shame from my past. And in, in almost like it, it is almost like I felt like there's like a literal dungeon that I escaped. And so... I don't like talking about it. I don't like thinking about it. I don't like praying about it. <laughs> I would like to totally avoid it and pretend like it didn't happen. And that's really where I want to hang out. And so the idea of of going back there is so very terrifying to me. And it was why I really wanted to avoid freedom prayer. And um, one of the things that we talked about in in that is in 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 my my great escape that i left some people behind mm-hmm. like i and i had to um but that you know one of the things that they were praying about was like ways that i could shine light back there um that god wasn't calling me back to the dungeon mm-hmm. but ways that he could shine light and so, Laura, you would you would have experienced this in real time had you gone on the women's retreat as we requested. Yeah. <laughs> we won't go into why. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, 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 I got the nickname the Badger. Yeah, like, <laughs> I will badger you. Um, so anyway, but w- one of the things that the speaker this year was talking to us was like just kind of like uh, encouraging us to have like a personal mission statement. And it was so neat for me because I, I felt like experiencing Freedom Prayer, it was probably about six months before women, the women's retreat that I, I did Freedom Prayer. I had not thought about this idea. I had not, I, ha, I had not, I, I, I mean, I, I, I just, I just hadn't really thought about it at all. Um, but I felt, I, I guess God had opened me up to it through Freedom Prayer. And then that weekend on the, on the women's retreat, it was like he just laid down a, like he just laid down a mission statement for me. And it was mm-hmm. so cool because it was so much about what we talked about. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I can't, I can't remember the exact words of, of what it, I wrote it down so in my journal, but, um, but, but the idea was that like God was telling me that, he was telling me that weekend, but he'd been telling me all along um, that I'm a conductor on his underground railroad, mm. and all he all he wants me doing is ferrying people back and back out mm. of out of the darkness. That's that's what I don't have to go live there. I, like he just I'm a farrier, and part part of the way that he made me like 
light and fun and funny. And is, to love the escape. And to love the escape. The yeah. thrill of the escape. Is, yeah. it, and, and so anyway, I just, I just want to encourage anybody who's thinking about doing freedom prayer, like this can be really life-changing for you this this can really like just blow open the doors on like why am I here mm. and um for me it did that now again as Laura says results may vary <laughs> we cannot right. guarantee that but um I dare you to I, I dare you to go in there and expect God to show up mm -hmm. because I think he might mm -hmm. yeah. Annie is there any way we can specifically pray for you um over the coming weeks, anything, any way that you would like to see this ministry or any ministry or anything personal in your life grow that we can be praying for you about? Hmm. You can also say no. And also we've learned from the past, it's very awkward when we pray, uh, like literally not ever doing at, that again. at the end of the show. So we did it once. Tell us. We will not be praying for you. Yeah, I know. We, this is, we are talking about prayer, but we're not going to pray for her because that did not end the podcast. Well, did we edit it out or did we just let that one go? No, I, I think you edited that, that one out. It was so at the very end, weird. you said it did I'm not sorry. play well. It did not play well. So. <laughs> Stephanie Jernigan, I'm sorry. That was my fault. Was it 70s? I don't know. I don't she was know. Our very first one. Yeah. And, and we'll we will pray for you, but but yeah. not. We're gonna end this thing before we do that because yeah, they can't because there's nobody saying like Annie laughs or Annie cries softly like <laughs> in parentheses. They're now bowing their heads. Laura's eyes are closed, but just as peeking. <laughs> Annie is petting the dog. Yes. Steve. I was wondering if Steve's, Steve's very loud licking was going to show up. On <laughs> what about the jingling of his collar yes. when that when the licking was occurring? Yes. I don't know. Steve's a little bit like a therapy dog right now. He's all curled up and sweet. He's a spirit animal. <laughs> he looks longingly into Annie's eyes every time she comes I think over. it's hilarious that you two have the personality dog that is opposite of yourselves. <laughs> you think Tank, Tank is, is like Jessica to me? <laughs> and Steve is like Annie. <laughs> Jessica just bobbled her head wildly with her mouth yeah. ajar. <laughs> Jessica Denny just looked exactly like Tank Mooney. <laughs> Steve and was Annie unimpressed. And up on the couch <laughs> and took a nap. <laughs> Um, yeah, Steve is my Enneagram 9 <laughs> mirror image. Yeah. I think dogs definitely have Enneagram numbers. <laughs> Before we get down the Enneagram Underground Railroad. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Underground Railroad. Um, you know, honestly, I would love for the women of Dallas Bible... Let me think about this for just a second. Talk amongst yourselves. I, yeah. Annie's pensive, pensively thinking. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's internally processing what she doesn't want to externally botch. Um, I, I would love for the women of Dallas Bible to pray together for an awakening, for a revival, for, for what it, renewal, if that's a less, scary word to you um, for our church body um, for the for the men of our church um, I, is that too vague I, mm -mm. I, I I just you know we have something really beautiful um, in our church that's worth fighting for and contending for and I think it would be really cool if the women were praying that way together, um, just that God would do something new in our mm -hmm. church, um, in us and in our men and in our kids and in our homes and the kingdom of God would come near. Mm -hmm. I think we can pray for that, Amy. Okay. We'll do. That's my, that's my big ask prayer. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate you fighting through your nerves. Thank you. And coming on the show and talking about Freedom Prayer. Um, I especially appreciate it because, like I said, Laura was very rusty tonight. Yeah. <laughs>
It was a rough reentry. I was on Results my Results may vary when you get I know. When you I, know. I was like, I mean, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I had zero edit alerts. Uh-huh. That's good. You were on your point. I feel like y'all are talking normally, but we're just all talking a little louder. That's what we aim for. Like we, we normally like would. We're talking like we're trying to have a conversation, just projecting our voice so the mic doesn't drop it off. Yep. Kyle said if we got to be real pros, Kyle, our audio engineer, that like we could we could actually like have a, our own microphone and not just the room mics. But he felt like we might not be ready for that yet. Like it might, it might, you know, we're. Yeah. It might, what about us doesn't scream ready? Yes. He felt <laughs> like having a mic right here might might make us feel like we're not having a conversation. Um, you mean when I almost collapsed just trying to do the intro with a mic in my face? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know if I'm. Well, I, I. I think Kyle's right. I think that's very intuitive. I feel like we. Might have nailed the in, the beginning tonight. Don't say we. It was you. It was all you. Well, you did great. I wasn't as awkward, maybe. I said, hey No, I was awkward. I said, hey <laughs> That's how I started it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you saying you don't... Hey I, will, I will say hey I've never hey had Laura greet me by saying, hey <laughs> Ever, ever until tonight. Wait, I'm not an old <laughs> white man from 1960? <laughs> hey I didn't even know white man from 1960 said, hey-o. I, I also Honestly, I was thinking it was like kind of like a... Jamaican? Jamaican man. <laughs> oh, really? No. I see, like, this, my this grandpa. Arm, Jessica's wiggling her arm like Popeye the Sailor Man I see for my the Jamaican sailor. East Texas grandpa. <laughs> Annie silently laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> well, I'll tell you my big-ass prayer for Annie. Sure. I want um, a book deal. I want oh, a speaking yeah. tour about freedom prayer. <laughs> I think you're aiming low. with. I mean, DBC, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll pray for you, DBC. But... Right. That's well, my vision. You're the next Beth Moore that can look into the camera with scary eyes. Oh. Right into my soul and say, you're not getting away with doing this Bible study halfway. That could be but you way too. to edit yourself on saying halfway. Yes, I did. You don't need to point out what I said earlier. Well, thank you guys for joining us and for um, being so patient for our our new episode of Embarrassment of Riches, and we will have a new one for you shortly. Bye-o. <laughs>